You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity. Uh, I'm John. This is Tiny. Uh, Hello. We are here today to bring you the best in odd news stories from around the world this week, uh, brought to you. By Cajun Curl, Bayou Linden <laughs> Spices. We're part of the Fringe Radio Network. And uh, and I've got a head cold. And, yeah, Tiny has a head cold. And I have a slight head cold, too. So, so I'm, not, not even cold outside, halfway yeah. through September. Literally 93 degrees outside when I was driving here today. In so. your face, yeah. everybody. Take that. First ones <laughs> to get head colds. <laughs> well... I don't know. My wife has had one, so I'm assuming she gave it to me. Okay. I don't know. Not from physical contact. It must just be airborne. <laughs> I just throw that out there. It was the immaculate infection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was actually perfect. Uh, it's like we planned that, but we didn't at all. That was that was perfect. Uh, so, do you have any good stories this week? Man, I've got a aluminum wrapped Yugo that is said to be alien proof. We've got the Denver airport. We've got some good stuff this week. What do you yeah, got? Um, I have a man who got five years in prison for drunkenly shooting at imaginary clowns. <laughs> so years or more. I was about to say five years. Five years. Yeah, that's a <laughs> stiff sentence to say the least. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, if you're afraid of clowns, you're afraid of clowns, sober or drunk. So yeah. But you know, and this I'm, I don't even want to get off on this too much, but you know. Like last year, there was a whole like crew of people that were rolling around, or people were dressing up like clowns and scaring people. And yeah, everything. I remember that. Yeah, um, it was like a na- it was like a national phenomenon. Right. Yeah, and all I'm saying is Trump got elected and it went away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a correlation there. But. Well, you know what he did? He built a giant purple polka dotted wall <laughs> to keep them out. <laughs> yeah, that all just went away for some reason. Maybe it'll come back this Halloween because that's when it hit last year. I remember people were like crazy scared. Yeah. And I thought to myself, like, if I walked out of my house one morning and saw a clown just standing there with, like, a baseball bat staring at me, I would just be like, hey, what's up, man? You know, like, <laughs> you I, know what I would do? What? I would uh, hit him in the face with a pie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'd like to apologize to all the clowns out there. We didn't realize we were we were being so offensive. Nope, not at all, buddy. Well, you know, you've had a doozy of a day, and yeah. this is just another part of it. I've had a pretty rough week myself, so um, technical difficulties, just a little bit. So anyway, everybody was terrorizing us yeah. dressed as clowns. Yeah, and, and then it just stopped. And it just stopped. Like you said. Right. Clowns have had it rough. Uh, <laughs> the circus is shut down, and you know it's just. I guess there are a lot of out of work clowns out there looking for something to do, 
And maybe when Trump got elected, the economy started booming, and <laughs> yeah. there's birthday parties happening, and all kind of clown jobs opened up. I maybe that's it. Yeah, I don't either. I, I'm not uh, a Trump hater enough to not give him credit for ending <laughs> for the, saving the clowns. Yeah, for, <laughs> for ending the clown strike. <laughs> Okay, this is our first story uh, that Tiny's going to bring us. There was another story, but it may be in another spot, or it may be cut all together. I don't know. Uh, uh, the Solar Observatory. Have you seen this story? Yes, I have. I have. This is really weird. This is the National Solar Observatory in Sunspot, New Mexico. Okay. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, FBI rolls in and shuts it down. That's right. And shut down a nearby post office and said that there was a security issue, but for two weeks they haven't said anything about it. Yeah, and when the public doesn't have anything else to go on, we just make up stories. <laughs> we tend to right. speculate. Yes. So anyway, the headline of the story here, and there's several stories out there for anybody who wants to go look into this. Uh, Sunspot Solar Observatory finally releases statement amid mounting conspiracy theories a week after it shut down to address a mysterious security issue, but they still won't say what's going on. Quite the headline. Yeah, that's wordy. (laughs) That is wordy. The abrupt closure of a solar observatory in New Mexico last week due to an undisclosed security issue has sparked countless conspiracy theories across the internet, most of which center on extraterrestrial activity, which... Logical. (laughs) Yes. Of course. That's that's where my mind goes first. Yes, me too. As well. Yeah. Aliens. Yes. And the ongoing silence has done nothing but stoke the fire. Uh, the National Solar Observatory in Sunspot has been closed since last Thursday, along with a nearby post office, but officials remain tight-lipped as to what's going on. The secrecy persists even as local media report of the FBI had showed up to the site, and Black Hawk helicopters have also seen, been seen circling oh, overhead. Ridden on a Black Hawk helicopter. <laughs> yes. I have. Pretty much makes me an expert. Now the observatory has finally issued a statement on its website across social media, but it has done little to quell the excitement, offering no explanation on why the facility was shut down. Uh, the, Sol- the Sunspot Solar Observatory tweeted a link to its statement on tweeted a link to its statement on Thursday, September thirteenth, exactly a week after the initial shutdown on Thursday, September sixth. Aura made the decision to temporarily close Sunspot, the observatory said in a statement shared on social media. The Sunspot Solar Observatory continues to work closely with Aura in order to allow for us to reopen as soon as possible. With the excitement this closure has generated, we hope you will come and visit us when we do reopen and see for yourself the services we provide for science and public outreach in heliophysics. Though several days have passed since the evacuation, no details have been released. The f- this facility is managed by the Association of Universities for Research and Astronomy. That's what Aura is. Yeah. That's, that's their statement okay. as far as the closure of this observatory. And it has been vacant since September 6th. And nobody, not the FBI, not the local sheriff, you know, nobody. The only people talking are the people on AboveTopSecret.org and all the conspiracy boards, you know, Reddit, hmm. you know, 4chan, well, all that. All right. Here's what it is. All tell, right. tell me what it is. I'll just be straight up with you. Uh, there's a few of us out here in the world who know this. 
Uh, and that is that the sun's cold. All right, it's not hot. <laughs> the sun is cold, and other people have found out about it now, so they had to shut down the solar observatory. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, of course, the sun is cold. All right, when you go into space, you're closer to the sun, you'll freeze to death out there, you know? <laughs> the higher up you go on mountains, yes. the colder it is. And you're closer <laughs> to the sun on the top of Mount Everest than you are down in the Sahara Desert, right? Right. But it's hotter in the Sahara Desert, you know? The sun's cold. Everybody knows that. <laughs> well, I'm convinced. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just stay So why is the earth warm? Uh, because of uh, the lava? No, it's the heat. The center. <laughs> it's the heat from the center. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So everybody stay woke on that. Okay. So the sun is cold. That's the new conspiracy theory. We're kicking it off here. Really not. I heard it somewhere else, but I'm just, I'm helping add fuel to the fire. Yeah. yeah the sun is cold. Because if the sun's hot, have a space cold. Yeah. Tell me. I mean, you can't explain it, right? <laughs> right. You can't explain it. It's like magnets. You can't explain it. It's, because science. Yeah, right. Because that's what NASA wants you to believe is that it's hot. But it's really cold. All right? So that's just the way Never it Never a straight answer. Yes. <laughs> that's what NASA stands for. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, we already know the Earth's flat. Yeah. You know? And if they're willing to pull off all of that, of course the sun's cold. <laughs> but I don't know. About the observatory, like... In all seriousness, I mean, I want to believe that it's probably something, you know, reasonable. Yeah. Maybe there was... Maybe the security issue was uh, Russian spies isn't everything Russian nowadays. Right. It may have hacked into their system or something. It's still odd that... Why would they be attacking an observatory? And it's a solar observatory in addition Unless it's like, you know... A nuclear silo or something, and they've just told everybody for forever. Oh, yeah, no, this is a you can't, right. you know, they've told us all growing up, don't look directly at the sun, so nobody's yeah. going to be asking to go to the solar observatory for anything. I did see another article where there's some other observatories around the nation. Now, I don't know if that's just uh, uh-huh. people being, you know, conspiracy theorists yeah. or if there's some truth to that. I might look more into this over the next week and uh, bring back a little book report. Could See what be I can that find out. There's like a whole fleet of alien ships sitting right outside the troposphere or whatever, and uh, yeah, but, they don't want anybody to see them. Yeah, but if the FBI, if they shut down Sunspot, you know, yeah, I mean, the FBI doesn't have the authority to shut down the solar observatories in, you know, right. Australia, do they? No, no, you're right. Yeah, so hmm. it's interesting. Wonder what Q's got to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's not the FBI. Maybe it's the Men in Black. Yeah, could because be. their authority knows no bounds. That's right? right. Yes, it could be. It's wild. Though. Could be Will Smith. Like you said, the easiest thing to do is just make up a lie while they were shutting it down. You know, just yeah. be like, oh, well, we got to polish the lens and stuff for the next month, and this post office over here is uh, needs cleaning or whatever. You I've know? seen I've seen Iron Man, and they say that it's a training exercise every yes, time. Right. Yes. So why didn't we get the why didn't we get the standard training exercise yeah. line this time? That would have quieted everything down yeah, yeah. a little bit more. I would imagine. I don't know. They're not letting me be in charge of the FBI, so. I could not pack, pass that background check. <laughs> Base, bottom line, it's legitimately weird. Yeah. I'm not convinced that it's UFOs at this point. No, I don't but know. But it what is it legitimately is. weird. Yeah. I don't know what it is either, but except that the sun's cold. And <laughs> that's the number one thing. He's, that's, I mean, if the sun's hot, why is space cold? You can't explain it. So just stay woke on that, y'all. So you can keep an eye out on it. Okay, uh, got another story here from New Mexico. Okay. Um, A lot of weird things going on in New Mexico. This comes from NPR. Uh, I'm a big fan of NPR, by the way. You know, uh, 
a lot of our conservative friends hate NPR, but I happen to really <laughs> enjoy NPR. I think they put on some quality programming. Yes. Um, everyone's into, you know, we all want to look younger. We all want to look better. Um, and so I'll just read the headline here. Vampire facial becomes actual horror as New Mexico spa clients face HIV testing. Oh, the vampire facial was suppo- was only supposed to sound scary. Sure, it involves extracting the patient's own blood, isolating the platelet-rich plasma by spinning it in a centrifuge, and then re-injecting it into the face, but the results are touted to be rejuvenated, smooth, and supple skin. Not an HIV or hepatitis scare, as oh, clients of the VIP spa in Albuquerque are now facing. Health officials say those who receive the vampire facial there, which I feel like we could have got a better name, you know. <laughs> well, maybe that was the whole point. Is, I don't know. You know. I mean, if you're branding something, wouldn't you want to go like, come get the fountain of youth facial or something like that? I don't know. We're living in strange times. Yeah, and true. maybe you could just as easily say, hey, do you want to be immortal? Yeah, come true. get the vampire facial. <laughs> and never go in the sun <laughs> or look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> never age another day. I was saying if I was on their <laughs> ad team, I would have been like, hey, guys, let's rethink the vampire facial. You know, let's let's get a little. I know Halloween's coming up, but let's <laughs> let's get a little more. We want to reach a broader audience. How here. about this? Call it something else, but call it vampire facial for the month of October. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, we want to reach more than just the goth kids at school. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, we want to hit everybody with it. All right. Anyways. Um, the health officials say those who receive the vampire facial there or any other type of injection-related service at the spa between May and June were potentially put at risk of contracting a blood-borne disease. The New Mexico Department of Health is urging them to come for free HIV, hepatitis B, and hepatitis C testing, as well as free counseling. The department was tipped off after a spa client developed an infection that may have resulted from a procedure performed by the VIP spa. Health and state regulatory officials performed an inspection and found problems with needle storage, handling, and disposal. A health department spokesman told NPR, while it is still early in the investigation, no other infections have been identified. Um, Spa owner Lucy Ruiz was not licensed to perform the procedures because she is not a medical professional. I was going to bring that up too. I'm glad they addressed (laughs) that. Um, Ruiz defended her use of the treatment saying she only uses disposable needles. I open them in front of my clients every time they come. Uh, Ruiz told the Albuquerque news station KOAT TV. Um, she added that she is cooperating with the state officials, uh, and encourages clients who are worried to get tested. I want everybody to be sure everybody to be happy and to know they don't have anything. For now, the New Mexico Regulation and Licensing Department has shut down the facility while while the investigation is ongoing. Vampire facials have been growing in popularity thanks in part to selfie-happy celebrities touting their benefits. Got a picture of uh, Kim Kardashian here with, it just looks like somebody's beat her up. You know? just looks like she's been, that facial is not doing its job yeah. if that's the end result. It looks like she's been punched a few times. It looks like she went on a date with Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Joshua Zekener, 
Assistant Professor of Dermatology at New York's Mount Sinai Hospital writes that the platelet-rich plasma contains growth factors that have been purported to stimulate the growth of collagen in healthy skin cells. He adds that the procedure is safe even though pain and bruising may occur. Doctors, especially in sports medicine, have also used a treatment known as platelet-rich plasma therapy in a bid to soothe inflamed tissues and help injuries recover faster. Um, The Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons says lab studies show the increased concentration of growth factors in PRP can potentially speed up the healing process. Hmm. So anyways, big thing here for this lady is she was not (laughs) licensed to do any of this, Miss Ruiz at her spa. So, uh, but also... Where was the spa at? New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico. See, (laughs) if she's going to do this kind of stuff and not have any, you know, like registration to do it it needs to be in mexico mexico yeah, right yeah <laughs> you know? yes you can get away with it down there yes but uh you know look ladies and men too uh look, let's all just be happy but being ugly like I, I'm, <laughs> i've been an advocate for this for a long time you know like there's a lot of pressure on us from you know all the external media and and everything else to live up to some sort of beauty standard but let's all just be happy being ugly. And it would just like be a load off of everybody's shoulders, you know? Right. As if you know me, I've been happy being ugly for a long time, <laughs> you know? Sometimes to a fault. But uh yeah, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't I don't know why. If someone was like, Hey, let's go and look and maybe get these shots in our face of plasma and everything, I would be like, No, no, I'm out. I'm out on that. <laughs> I don't even like getting shots when I got the flu. So right. anyways. Well, our next story comes from the Daily Mail, and a uh, shout out to Sally Miller from the Facebook group for yeah. posting this up. Uh, since we were talking about the observatory, let's go ahead and, uh, I guess, stick with the alien theme. Yeah. Yours for 450 pounds, an alien-proof car. The owner sells the vehicle wrapped in tin foil and with a radar on its roof, and he says it's, just an, it's invisible to UFOs. <laughs> Y- y'all go check out the Facebook group. There's a picture of her that. Oh, there's a picture of the car. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. You know, it looks like a bigger version of something my kid would have made for the Awana Grand Prix. Right. Yeah. What's well, <laughs> a Yugo? Pine box. It's a Yugo. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yugos, you know, came on the scene, but that's like what six hundred dollars American, you know, U.S. dollars. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so, that's pretty affordable for a car. It is. You know? The owner of a vehicle dubbed the worst car of the century has wrapped it in tin foil and listed it for sale for 450 euro uh, pounds yeah. as an alien-proof car. The distinctive Yugo car wrapped in silver foil with a NASA satellite dish on its roof has been put on the market in Bosnia and Herzegovina billed as the Yo- the Yugo 45 Space Warrior. So, it's got a great name at I'll least. I'll say it's a good name. Better than Vampire Facial. <laughs> yes. The owner who claims the car's unusual coating makes it invisible to UFO radars has offered it to prospective buyers for a bargain price of just, well, like we said, 454 pounds. The advert, which has gone viral in the country, says a vehicle designed as a limited series of specialized combat vehicles for a fight against unknown space objects. Uh, this dude knows what's up. He knows why the <laughs> observatory shut down. <laughs> the vehicle is unnoticeable on the road, so you can use it for many other purposes, with cheating being the most common. <laughs> so he's saying not only is it invisible to aliens, but yeah. you can use this to, <laughs> to transport drugs. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I like his moxie. The 1984 model reportedly has 22,369 miles on the clock, apparently also boasting air conditioning, electric windows, electronically adjustable seats, and parking sensors. It also has a multifunctional steering wheel, according to the advert. However, it is unclear how user-friendly the feature is. Okay. Uh, what what would you be doing with a steering wheel besides steering? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> no? Well, I feel like... Uh, I mean, he says got, it's multifunctional. If you got tin foil, you know, wrapped around the car, do you really need air conditioning? Is it just going to, you know, reflect all the heat away from it? I don't know. Or maybe keep all the heat inside of it? I don't know. Okay, it's got some information in here about the Yugo car in general, which is kind of boring. Uh, it has widely been named the worst car of the 1980s. That's right. Yeah, everyone hated it. That's what I say. Nobody has a Yugo, and I guess some people probably love it. Yeah, I would feel like if you could but, get one and then like soup it up somehow, that would be super hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You know, drop yeah. a bigger engine in it and all that. And 20 inch rims. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course. So anyway, apparently, uh, according to some people on the internet, if you wrap your car in aluminum foil yeah. and put a antenna or a satellite dish on yeah. the roof, then that makes it invisible to aliens. Okay. So makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know that tinfoil hats, you know, keep all kind of aliens from reading your thoughts. So <laughs> yours for four hundred and fifty euros. Yeah, which is like six hundred dollars. Yeah. So. 600 U.S. dollars, because the U.S. is the only country that matters, right? <laughs> okay, moving along here. Uh, this comes to us from NBC4i.com. It's a really short article. Um, man gets five years in prison for drunkenly shooting at imaginary clowns. A Pennsylvania man who admitted he drunkenly fired a shotgun inside his apartment because he feared there were clowns inside could spend the next five years in prison. Reading police didn't find anyone inside of 35-year-old Nathan Mathias's second-floor apartment and says the shooting put his first-floor neighbor in danger. <laughs> the Reading Eagle reports he was sentenced Monday to 22 months uh, to five years, he was sentenced Monday to 22 months to five years in state prison after pleading guilty in July to discharging a firearm and to an unrelated drunk driving charge. <laughs> Police say they found Matthias clutching a shotgun outside his house, claiming he was trying to shoot two small clowns. <laughs> oh, those are yeah. the... Not, not, no. not only is it clowns, but two small clowns. Yeah, the little person clowns. Yeah, that doesn't get you. Uh, they're shifty too, hard to hit. Uh, Matthias's attorney says his client wasn't trying to harm anyone, but was reacting to some sort of type of hallucinatory event. Matthias took full responsibility and apologized. Like to see that. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? You come home drunk <laughs> and there's two small clowns running around your place. Yes. Hey, of course you're going to open fire, you know. I would hope he would go bird shot instead of buck shot. Like, you just want to scare the little clowns off. You don't want to hurt them. <laughs> right. You know, but uh, but that's tough, you know. Yeah, we talked earlier this year about a story about a guy who was attacked by ninjas. Yes. And got in trouble for shooting at ninjas. Yes. I have more sympathy for him. Yeah. Because it says that when the cops, explore, you know, uh, searched the house, they found no evidence of ninjas. Right. And, but, of course. And my wouldn't. whole article was, yeah. well, they're ninjas. You right. wouldn't find any evidence. Yeah, they, they were ever there. Behind. They vanish into ninjas. the night. Yes. Clowns, I've never noticed clowns to vanish into the night. 
No, I feel so. like there would be some like <laughs> yes. pie tins, rubber, you know, red noses laying around, some of those big shoe prints, you know, out in the <laughs> yeah. yard or something. You would know they've been there, right? Uh, you know, when they when a like a little bitty Volkswagen pulls up and seventy five of them get into it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would you would know there there's been some clown activity in <laughs> right. this area. So, but yeah, I, you know, I'd imagine this dude. I've been I've been drunk before, but not like seeing small clowns drunk. You know, I feel like he had some other stuff going on. Yeah, he may have. Yeah, he just admitted to drinking. Yeah, <laughs> right. he didn't admit to smoking meth or whatever else. So smart move on his part, by the way. This is only catch two charges instead of three. But yeah. Well, our next story is, are you familiar with the Denver airport? I'm somewhat familiar with I've it. I've never been through there. Me either. Haven't flown through there. But before. like many of the people, I've been on the internet. Yes. I've seen a YouTube video yes. or two. Makes you an expert. <laughs> and they That's do how have I learned some... the sun was cold, by the way. <laughs> the Denver airport has some legitimately weird murals. Yes, up they in do. the place. Yeah, there's some like creepy stuff. And it's 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 not a secret. Anybody can go Google it. Yeah. The images are out there. It really is weird. Very weird. And apparently the Denver Airport, they're embracing this in their in some marketing okay. some, <laughs> that they've got going on. <laughs> All right. Don't they have like a statue of Baphomet or something there too? No, they have a, a statue of a I think it's a <laughs> it's a Denver Bronco. Okay. <laughs> Same thing. But, but the the red-eyed horse or whatever. Is yeah, in, yeah, that's right. It's like blue and it's got red eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think like the artist like died when it fell over on him or something. Ooh, ooh, that's creepy. Which, yeah, any, know anytime that. somebody dies, that's going to, you know, yeah, fuel a whole bunch of ghost up, stories about it. It's going to up the scary factor. Right. Yeah. Something about Peyton Manning did some kind of ritual <laughs> in front of it. <laughs> to the gods of the forehead. <laughs> anyway. Man, 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 screw Peyton Manning. I'll just say that. People love Peyton Manning. I do not like Peyton Manning at all. I mean, Peyton Manning seems like a wonderful dude. I, he really does. He's like a stand-up guy. But he beat Alabama four years in a row when he was at Tennessee. He like jumped up and led the band and all that in front of us, and I will never forgive him for it. Ever forgive him for it. Just want to get that off of my chest. Okay. Right. I don't like Peyton Manning. Okay, feel better? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh headline Lizard Men at Work, Denver Airport, Construction Signs, Confirm Conspiracy Theories. <laughs> okay. The Denver International Airport has long been a hub of conspiracy theories, a number of which seem to be confirmed by signs put up by the DIA on walls blocking off areas under renovation. <laughs> right here I'm looking at a picture of uh a cat wearing a tin vo- tinfoil hat. <laughs> it says beside it, what are we creating back here? <laughs> oh, boy. Actually, I think that's pretty awesome on their part. It's pretty hilarious. Some theories hold that the DIA is the home base of the Illuminati, New okay. World Order, or Reptoids, citing everything from the layout of the airport and its runways to various bizarre murals, which... That's a fact. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. Sculptures and engravings argue to be secret codes or alien messages uh-huh. to, you know, the elite. Sure. There have also been questions about extensive uh, excavations of areas that seem to serve no obvious purpose. Not to mention an array of really disturbing artworks from militaristic paintings to giant glowing-eyed horses. And that's talking about that that, yeah. sta- that one statue they have out front. 
Uh, tapping into this legacy, new marketing billboards reference lizard people, alien overlords, UFO sightings, and other occult and extraterrestrial phenomena. Maybe. Okay, absolutely. This means that the conspiracies are a fun joke, but of course, some will think that they're just hiding in plain sight. Sure. And if you go look up this uh, article, there'll be a link in the show notes. There are some pretty hilarious uh, billboards they have. <laughs> you know, yes. They've got... You know, well, you know, like in the headline, they've got lizard men at work. Yeah. They've got uh, uh, cool new areas to hang out or Area 52 is <laughs> <It's, laughs> one of them, you know. Well, I mean, if you're in Denver, I guess that's what you got to do to cover up all the occult stuff that's going on <laughs> in the basement of your airport. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It's a weird, the things I've read on it are weird, uh, but everything I've read on it has been from someone who's, like, trying to convince me how weird it is. Right. You know, I've never read anything that was like, this is why the artist chose to paint murals that look like this. This was thinking behind it and all that. Mm-hmm. It's all been from, like, you know, DenverAirportConspiracy.com, you know, <laughs> yes. stuff. So I don't really know. Truth Seeker 411. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, so I don't necessarily know what's right or not about yeah. it, but uh, there are some strange things there. But you know, if you if you have a a painting up in your lobby, and it's got this soldier who kind of vaguely looks like a Nazi, <laughs> and there's all these children bowing down to him. Yes, that's going to make anybody's mind run wild. True. You don't have to be a, a fifty year old guy living in a <laughs> wherever, right? You know, you see my point that whatever you're, whatever in your mind, when you picture conspiracy theorists, you don't have to be that guy. Yeah. Just think that there's some, there's some strange artwork at the Denver International Airport. True. Well, you know, I don't know. I I think it's kind of funny they're putting these signs up (laughs) and poking fun at it. Yeah. Yeah. Making fun of it. And if it really is the home base of the New World Order, you know, it's nice to see that hey, yeah, they're evil and they're going to bring about the apocalypse, but at least they got a sense of humor about it. <laughs> true, true, yeah. And we know where they are, you know? Like, yes. You know, I feel like if you had a secret base for the New World Order, you would kind of keep that under wraps, you know? <laughs> right. I know there's a lot of, like, conspiracy stuff where, like, well, they have to tell us what their plans are, but I don't, why? Why do they have to tell us what their plans are? Yeah. You know, like, they're, I wouldn't be compelled to do that. If somebody, if they were to call me today and like, John, Got a CEO position with the New York World Order. We want you to take it. You know, this is a salary. You get a corner office at the Denver airport or whatever. Yeah. I'll be like, well, first thing we're going to do is let's start broadcast. Let's stop broadcasting our plans to everybody. You know, like, yeah. we, we want to keep all this under wraps. We'll work behind the scenes and get all this done. But maybe that's why they're not asking me. I don't know. You wouldn't walk in the office and say, okay, well, the first thing we need to do is get Kanye West and Madonna <laughs> right. to broadcast our plans. Yes. In yes. the in the you know the Super Bowl halftime show, yeah, exactly what yeah. we're going to do. Hey, we're not going to do any of that anymore, guys. <laughs> you know, I like go to our marketing department. And be like, hey, we're gonna, we're letting this, all y'all go. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys. We're just changing our whole philosophy here. We're going to let y'all go, and uh, we're and gonna then suddenly of, a hand goes up in the back. Yeah, letting us go. What does that mean? <laughs> you know. Well, but I mean, we need y'all to get on this bus. Yeah, hey, <laughs> go gonna... to stand by the horse statue out front. All right, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Face the wall. Yeah, count to ten. I mean, we're just, I don't. I don't know. I don't get that. I don't get the whole. <laughs> well, they got to tell us what's going on, and they're they're giving secret signals and movies and all this stuff. Right. 
I don't know. I mean, all that may very well be true, but to me, if I was in charge, I'd be like, hey, guys, quit telling Scorsese <laughs> to put all this stuff in the movies, you know? <laughs> yes. We want to just sneak up on them, and then next thing you know, we take over everything, you know? Right. I, don't, I don't know. I'm probably talking. I don't know enough about it, so there's probably somebody listening to this that's going to be like, well, he's an idiot. It says in their bylaws they have to do this, and the devil said, and, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think the devil would be smarter than, you know, putting Madonna and Kanye out at, at the 50-yard line during the Super Bowl and millions of people are watching and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do a bunch of Illuminati stuff. But whatever. You know, <laughs> whatever. Okay, our next story. Um, we're all for commerce. Uh, I'm a capitalist. I mean, I make no bones right. about it. Uh, and so, uh, got the story here from Q13Fox.com. <clears throat> Crack pipe vending machines mysteriously appear, angering residents of New York County. Uh, this is from Coral, New York. Police have mystery, have a mystery on their hands after at least three so-called crack pipe vending machines were installed on public property, and there's now a concern that more vending machines are out there. Who in their right mind would even do something like that to enable and to encourage someone to do this, said Tony Gallo, a Coral, New York resident. Gallo is one of the many concerned is one of many concerned by the vending machines that have sprouted up across Suffolk County. Did they really think they were going to get away with this, Gallo said. With a simple design, the blue vending machines were cemented into the ground in at least three locations in Suffolk County and claimed to contain, quote-unquote, pens. Mm -hmm. Uh, According to officials, however, $2 uh, got would-be customers a whole lot more. Disassembling the pen revealed a glass tube and filters, essentially a crack pipe kit. (laughs) As of Monday, police have seized at least three of these crack pipe vending machines. A machine was discovered outside the Fairfield apartment complex in Medford. Another was found near a bus stop in front of a Home Depot on Route 25 in Corum, and a third was found near a Corum Common shopping center on Middle County Road. There are some people who think they're going to make some money out of this prey on a community and promote drug use in a community, um, said uh, Brookhaven Town Supervisor Ed Romaine, which big fan of his lettuce. Love Mr. Romaine's lettuce. <laughs> uh, he said, but they're, sadly, they're, they're going to be sadly mistaken. Suffolk County police are handling the mysterious cases, which were first brought to light on Facebook. Many residents complained online about the machine, 
Some went as far as to destroying one of them with a sledgehammer. Well, that's bold. Dang. Uh, Brookhaven officials moved in over the weekend, removing and seizing the machines for violating town code on alternate, altering public property. As police continue to investigate, they're urging anyone who comes across one of these machines to call authorities immediately. So, <laughs> they're just trying to keep the man down, you know. They're ushering in socialism. They're not letting somebody sell their crack pipes out of a vending machine. Really revolutionary, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think about it. It's like red box for crackheads, you know. How did, who, like, okay, if I walked by a vending machine and I saw pins in there yeah. and they were $2, my thought would be like, I'm not paying $2 yeah, right. for a pin. I'd get a pack and of And I would keep walking. Walmart. I would never in my life think, right. okay, you know what? That's really a crack pipe in disguise. <laughs> right. You know, somebody somebody must have. Well, I was going to say, who ever tipped them off smoked a, li- smoked a little crack before? <laughs> yeah. You know? They're recovering and they're like, look, I'll tell you what them are right there. Those are crack pipes. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's... I feel like a crackhead, if he saw a vending machine full of crack pipes, would figure out how to break into it and steal them all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just from my limited experience with crackheads, right. they would they would steal that thing. And then he would be selling them on the corner for, for 50 cents. Yeah, for 50 cents for a dollar. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's capitalism. <laughs> Take someone else's work and make money off of it. Yeah. So, uh, but, I mean, I could see how, if they were sprouting up around here in Tuscaloosa, I can see people getting all in arms about it, you know, not necessarily me because I just be like, eh, well, you know, if you're going to smoke crack, you'll figure out a way to smoke it. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily want them in my neighborhood. Right. You, know, you don't want crackheads just lined up down at the old pen machine. No. <laughs> Your kids like, well, those guys lined up for it. Oh, they love gonna pens. Going to write an essay, kids. <laughs> they, they love to write. <laughs> very creative. Very, very very creative. Uh, our next headline is New Jersey man in GoFundMe dispute arrested over a tra- traffic violation. Right. Now, I know that probably everyone's thinking, okay, a man was arrested over a tra- traffic violation. What's the big deal? Right. Well, this just so happens to be the the couple, the the man who was caught up in the the whole thing where, remember, there was a homeless man in New Jersey. He right. gave this lady his last $20 to get her some gas because she ran out of gas somewhere. Yes. And then they started And then they GoFundMe. vowed to help him out. They started him a GoFundMe. His GoFundMe shot up to $400,000 yeah, right. when they went viral. And now there's this dispute because he's like, okay, well, now they're, they're keeping the money. Because <laughs> right. they were like, well, look, now this homeless guy's about to be richer than we are. <laughs> Yes. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> all he did, all he did, was buy some yeah. gas. Look, we're giving him twenty back. We're keeping the other three hundred and ninety or eighty thousand. I don't know. I can't do that math. I want three hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred and eighty dollars. Right. Yes, there we go. Or something, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. A New Jersey man embroiled in an ongoing legal battle with a homeless Good Samaritan was arrested for failing to pay a traffic ticket, NBC10 has learned. Mark D'Amico? Yeah, I think that's his name. Mark D'Amico was picked up Monday night in Burlington County on a $500 warrant, officials said. He is currently in police custody. This week's arrest stems from an October 2017 traffic stop, police said. At the time, he was driving on a suspended license and also had a broken taillight. He also failed to appear in court on two separate occasions, officials said. 
NBC10 obtained exclusive footage of the two of the 2017 traffic stop. I'm sure that was riveting footage. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> you no, know? I'm sure. Man who forgot to get his license renewed, and oh, he's got a broken tail light. Also, <laughs> you know, ooh. yeah. Uh, his lawyer Ernest Badway declined to comment. D'Amico's legal troubles are far from over. He and his girlfriend Caitlin McClure are accused of dipping into some of the four hundred thousand dollars in oh, online course. donations. Yeah. Oh, let's just take a little vacation. That's no big deal. <laughs> yes, that they raised for John Bobbitt, and not that Bobbitt. No, no, no. <laughs> the other the same, one, not the same Bobbitt. Yeah, <laughs> who gave McClure his last bit of money when she ran out of gas last fall. Badway, who is representing D'Amico and McClure in the civil case, said in a letter dated Thursday that one or both could be indicted by the Burlington County prosecutor for taking Bobbitt's donation funds. D'Amico and McClure have earlier denied wrongdoing or misusing the cash which was raised on GoFundMe from 14,000 contributors. Bobbitt sued the couple over mismanagement of the funds, and a judge ordered sworn statements to determine what happened to the cash, which attorneys say is all gone. Hmm. So that is interest. What happened? I mean, they spent it. <laughs> yeah. The formerly feel-good story has turned dismal, with, with Bobbitt saying that the couple used the fund as personal piggy bank to bankroll a lifestyle that they couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. GoFundMe and the law firm representing Bobbitt issued a joint statement last week saying that he would receive all the money raised for him. Chris Fallon, Bobbitt's attorney, earlier said he had gotten about $75,000 of the cash. Okay. So, not bad, but that's quite it's a not bit short. That's not quite right. half a million, dude. Which, you know, I don't know anything about uh, Bobbitt here, the homeless guy, but do, you know, like, usually people end up homeless for a couple different reasons. The mental problems or addiction. Yeah. Probably the main two. Uh, I don't know if we want to be handing 400K <laughs> over to a dude with addictions, but, you know. Well, that's true. But at the same time, I mean, there but are some s- people who are just victims of true. circumstance. Right. I mean, that can happen, so. too. Look, you know? the, one of the few places I have a soft spot in my heart for, and my heart, heart is not soft at all, <laughs> is because I'll get into why I hate GoFundMe's here in a second, but uh, <laughs> is homeless people. I, I have a very soft spot in my heart for them because once you get homeless, it's hard to get unhomeless. That's true. You know? Because you you don't have an address to I mean, put you, down on application. About, I was about to say, you try to go get a job, yeah. and they want to know what your phone number is, where yeah. you live. If you don't have a phone, or what anywhere, do? where do you stay? Yeah. yeah, what are you going to do? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're right. Once yeah. you get in that spot, it it's can tough. be really hard right. to get out. Whatever the circumstances that led you there yes. is, is compounded exponentially trying to get yes. out of it because you are homeless. But now one thing that can definitely get you out of that is $400,000. Yes. Buy a really nice home for that. <laughs> Down here, you can get a home on the lake for that. That's you know? true. I mean, like really and still nice. have $100,000 yeah. to go buy a Ferrari. Yeah. You'd be down the street from Nick Saban, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like a homeless dude. You like move in down from Nick Saban. You show up with a knapsack and your dog, and that's all you got. That'd be pretty cool. Like, hey, what's up, Nick? Uh, Badway, who is D'Amico and McClure's lawyer, mm-hmm. he says that they've given him two hundred thousand. Okay, but I'd that's like to still see some receipts. that's still not four hundred thousand. No, exactly. <laughs> Just give the dude his money. Yeah. Last week, investigators seized a BMW and other items from the couple's Florence, New Jersey property. Yeah. The story dates back to 2017 when Bobbitt used twenty dollars to help a stranded McClure get gas when her car ran out on Interstate 95 in Philadelphia. As for D'Amico, wait, 
As a way to help repay his kindness, McClure and D'Amico launched a GoFundMe that brought in just over $400,000. The account first... Uh, the account led at first to Bobbitt and McClure making appearances on national TV programs, but dis- descended into a dispute over money. Uh, D'Amico said that Bobbitt spent $25,000 in less than two weeks last year on drugs, as well as paying overdue legal bills. Well, overdue legal bills, I think that's 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 a lot of money. That's that's a legitimate way to spend that money. Yes, absolutely. And sending money to family. Bobbitt's attorney said last week that Bobbitt was entering a residential program for drug treatment. The couple also bought Bobbitt a camper with some of the cash and parked it on land McClure's family owns in New Jersey. Okay. All right, but, that's how they're going to get him. They're going to say, all this money, you know, whatever, we gave you 200000 you know, 2000 rent on the land and the camper. Yes. I guarantee you that's what they're going to say. Uh, he became homeless again after D'Amico told him in June that he had to leave. So dead gum. That's, so they that's, him, they <laughs> they, him off they bought him. Okay, first of all, he's got nearly half a million dollars in yeah. a GoFundMe account that was set up to help him. Right. They buy him a camper and move him into their land, and then they keep kick him off the yeah, land and right. keep the camper. Yes, sounds like it. <laughs> and they're going to say, "Oh, that's back rent or whatever yeah. for you," you know. And that's how they're going to get out of it. But I read somewhere, and it, you may have covered it in that article because I kind of zoned out there trying to Google it. Yes, uh, was that uh. Like a week after that GoFundMe got a bunch of money in it, the the lady went and bought a BMW, and that's what they seized from the house. The yeah, one yeah, seized it was seized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they've been they haven't been on the up and up since the beginning. No, no. You know, which uh, I mean, you can't give trashy people money because they're going to do trashy <laughs> things. And, and I'm not talking <laughs> about the homeless tra- guy. And by trashy people, we're talking about yeah, Miko and me- McClure. Yes, right. I'm not <laughs> yes. talking about the homeless guy. <laughs> trashy people are trashy people, and being homeless has nothing to do with that. And this know. would be the equivalent of me and you going out and finding some homeless guy and saying, "We're going to help you." Yes. And then we get these TV appearances, and right. our story goes viral, and half a million dollars is sitting in an account. Yeah. And then me and you like buy the guy like a, <laughs> a camper. Yeah. And then take the rest of the money and go spend it on whatever our Yeah, yeah, whatever we want to. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it is. Well, and that's the problem I have with GoFundMe's. <sighs> okay, all right. <laughs> I try not to sound too insensitive about this. But, I mean, people set up GoFundMe's for everything. I mean, for everything. I need money for little Johnny's back to school. <laughs> you know, yeah. I need money for my grandma's funeral. I need money for the homeless guy who gave me $20 who doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. All fine and worthy and good causes, you know. But I never, ever, except for this story, see anybody going back and going, thanks, you know, we, we paid to get Mama on the ground. She had a very nice <laughs> ceremony or whatever. So I don't know what they're doing with it. So I, as a general rule, I don't donate to GoFundMe's. <laughs> if you need money from me, don't set up a GoFundMe and send me a link for it because I'm not putting any money in there because I don't know what you're doing with it. I can't see it. I hadn't even talked to you since high school most of the time, yeah. you know. I look at them. Go like, get some of the money from the charities that I donate to. Yeah, exactly. I pay people good money yes, to, to give my stuff. money to people who truly need it. <laughs> but I, I kind of view uh, GoFundMe's the same way as I view those jars on the convenience counter for like little Timmy who's had leukemia <laughs> yeah. for apparently twenty five years now. 
and people still keep dropping money in it. And there's just some dude coming by raking it out. He's probably got jars all over the place that we're helping out little. And I'm literally, they've been there for so long that you're like, man, either the kid's kid cured dead by yeah, or he's dead, you know? And there's some dude just raking that money in every month that good people are putting in there. And uh, so I don't do it. I also don't donate at a grocery store when they ask me if I want to give a dollar to like, I'm like, right. no, I don't. Maybe, like I said, I have a very, <laughs> I'm, I'm a very kind person, but I have a very calloused heart. You know, I've been burned a lot in life. Yeah. In fact, I had an argument with a lady at Arby's. Well, night. then when you find out that, you know, a lot, not all, but a lot of those businesses, they're taking that money that you donate. Yeah. And they they're giving it. They are legitimately giving it to the charity, but they're using that for a tax write off. Exactly. You know. Hey, I know. You know. I, I, I figured it out. I know. Business A. Yes. We donated this much money mm-hmm. to you know. Yeah, but they didn't donate. Whatever. I donated. Exactly. They didn't donate yeah. that money. Right. The customers gave a, gave us an extra dollar right. to donate that and money. You think I'm gonna keep and holding a receipt to claim it on my taxes? And, and now we're getting a tax write off. Exactly. For it. I know. I figured it out. I know. I know. You just blew some people's minds that are listening to this because they hadn't figured it out either. Yes. You know? And they're like, "Wow, okay, so it's a big racket." And yeah, it really is. You know. And so I don't want to discourage anybody from donating to charities or I giving do. money away. I do. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Give, do whatever you want to with your money. I don't want to discourage anybody from doing that. But hey, you know what? Keep up with the money you're donating, yeah. and then you get that tax write off, yeah, right. man. Uncle Sam said that's that's your ta- that's exactly. your write off. You that's know exactly. Or do I mean just don't keep up with any of it and just be like <laughs> I'm giving it away, and whatever happens happens. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't even need it back from the government because the good Lord's going to take care of me. That's what I do. So. You know, some people are really meticulous. And I gave them, you know, 20% of my income away last year to charity. I'm saying, I don't know. I gave money. You know, like I just didn't keep up with it like you do, man. Which isn't the smartest financial move. But say, I'm yeah. going to keep up with it and I'm going to hand it over to my tax Accounting. guy yeah. at the end of the year. Well, I, my tax guy thinks we should do that, but I just don't. So, <laughs> right. you know, I, I'm keeping up with too much other stuff. You know, like I just can't keep up with the money that I'm giving away, which really isn't in my money anyways. <laughs> you know, yeah. which is a whole, brings up a whole other point of mine, which maybe you can, you can tell us, you know, set me straight or people listening can call or email. All right, so let's say I give 10% to the church yes. you know, every week or whatever, all right? Well, at the end of the month, I get my statement from the church, and it says, you've given this much, mm-hmm. you know? I hand that into my tax guy. They write that off on my taxes. Yeah, yeah. I get that back. Well, then I got to tithe again off of what I got back, you know? And it's just, like, too confusing, you know? <laughs> well, so now, why I was about to say, we, the stuff, what we get back, we usually don't tithe on it because that's, well, that's income. <laughs> that's income, right? No, no, that's not income. That's money that's... More money that we paid to the government that we didn't have to. Right? I don't know, man. It seems like it's now, extra I'm, income I'm, to me. I'm sure there's going to be some people that disagree with me over this, but look, you you pay your money in taxes, right. and at the end of the year, you figure out how much money you owe. Sure. And if you paid more in than you actually owe, you get your right. tax return. Well, what if I did? That's not money the government is just giving you. That's well, they took too much yeah. and they're refunding you sure. what they charged you extra for. Right. Yes. Yeah. But what if? I didn't pay any extra in, you know, like I didn't, and they didn't owe me anything back. And now I'm throwing in a claim for here's, you know, whatever, 
$10,000 that I donated or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't make enough money to pay. To, <laughs> please, people, you know, start asking me to donate to your GoFundMe. You know, and then I was like, okay, now I can claim that and yeah. get it back. Well, is it? I don't know, man. It's all confusing to me. So I just don't keep up with any of it. Like, let me just give my money away and die happy. You know, like, that's all too much work. Well, one know? thing I can promise you is we are not going to get everybody on the same page. No, no. But the way I look at it is if you, if you tithe out of your gross, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Then that. you shouldn't worry about True. it. If you yeah. tithe out of your net, yeah. then yeah, you probably, if you right. want to be on the up and up, you should tithe out of your, your income tax yeah. return. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a perfectly <laughs> but intelligent per- answer. <laughs> but I am all for giving the government as little as possible. Yeah. I mean, they take our money and they spend it on stuff that we don't agree with, sure. we don't care about, and it don't matter. Right. <laughs> I mean... You can protest, but that's yeah, they're not gonna do what they want to do anyways. Do they want to do? I know. They're still at the end of the year. They're going to be given a hundred thousand dollars to research on the effects of smoking yes. on dogs. Yeah, you know, right. true. I care about that though. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get what you're saying, and it, I mean, a perfectly valid point. Yes. Now here's here's John. All right, <laughs> who. I just don't have time to care about any of that, you know? <laughs> right. Like, I, I I don't have time to keep up with all of that. I don't have... So, I'm just giving my money away because technically it's not even really my money anyways, right. you know? So, I'll just give my money away and then I'll let, I'll let the rest of it work itself out in detail. You know, like, I'm not going to be the guy that's like, well, I got to get this back on my taxes because it's my money and mm-hmm. all that. Don't have any problem with anybody is that way. It's just not me, you know. And people yeah, yeah. will look at me and go, "Well, you're dumb. You know, you're giving the government extra money. Whatever. I don't care. You know, I don't, it's just money. You know, when I die, I'm not taking it with me anyway. So I'm not going to be too concerned about it while I'm here. So you know, that's just my attitude on it all. I remember you told me once that uh, you were you were just never going to be rich. Yeah, right. And never have I. And more confidence. That's right. You just said God. No, God didn't. (laughs) God didn't make me to be rich. You know, like when he when when he was like, "All right, I'm turning them out. All right, here's John. (laughs) Do not let that guy get money because he will he will ruin his life and the life of many people around him. We want him to be just pretty much above the poverty line for the rest of his life. And that's where I'm at. I'm perfectly happy with that. You know. I'm perfectly happy. Yes. One time I had a lot of money and then I lost it all, you know? <laughs> and that was just the way it went, you know? Just say, easy come, easy go. Yeah, it's just cash, just money, <laughs> you know? Doesn't matter. My credit's all screwed up. Like if Dave Ramsey was to look at my credit report, he would have a stroke. Right? <laughs> Literally, he would fall out dead. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I want to call him and just be like, hey, Dave, let me tell you about what I got going on in my, in my life financially, <laughs> just to hear him like, physically get angry over like the radio i just think it would be super funny you know he'd probably like tell me what all i'm doing wrong and i'd be like all right man i don't care you know yeah i don't care yeah whatever i'm I'm good i'm fine i got enough money to keep the lights on and eat that's all i really need anyways yeah yeah it's fine with me yeah but yeah he would have a stroke like goodness gracious what have you done with your life like yeah you know i just kind of live with no plan yeah just trying to make it to the it's carried me this far yeah i feel like i got another good 20 years in me you know before i die right because of all the abuse i put my body through and still do (laughs) so i mean i'm just looking 20 years is not a long amount of time if i could just make it that far i'm done you know just take me out take me home lord (laughs) take me home and then i have a very nice life insurance policy 
everyone else in my life will be taken care of. <laughs> I mean, they will. Deidre can buy a huge home and marry a nice young man who will take care of her like she deserves to be taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh mercy. I don't know, man. That went a hole. We went off <laughs> the deep end. So, yeah, basically, I don't care about money. Gotcha. So, for everyone listening... Before you email and tell me what all I'm doing wrong, I, I don't care. I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't. I've been very blessed to have the things that I have. I'm happy about that. So, um, sorry, you're a nerd. Nerd! And, <laughs> and you really care about all that stuff. But I don't. I just want to live and have fun. So. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Um, a man, this is from the Kansas City Star, a man faked Down syndrome to get baths and diaper changes from caregivers, Arizona cops say. So three, hmm. <clears throat> yeah, hmm, it's <laughs> right. Three Arizona caregivers thought a mother named Amy hired them to help her adult son who has Down syndrome, according to authorities. Police say Amy would send text messages detailing any instructions she had for the caregivers about bathing and changing the diapers of Paul Manaka, a 30-year-old in Gilbert, Arizona. But the caregivers didn't meet Amy in person, CBS 5 reports. Amy asked all three victims to punish Manaka when he sold his diaper <laughs> by putting him in timeout and taking away his privileges. A probable cause statement said, according to CBS 5, uh, all three victims were paid in cash by Manaka when they picked him up and dropped him off from neutral locations, but Amy didn't exist at all, according to police. Manaka had created the fake identity to seek caregivers for himself on the website carelinks.com and then pretended to have Down syndrome during the caregivers' visits over the summer, Fox 10 reports. What tipped the caregivers off to the ruse, the article asked. <laughs> okay. Um, police said they became... And it, it wasn't him paying them cash money when, when they were done. Right. Like they when tipped them off, you know. <laughs> police said they became skeptical of Manaka because he would demand they scrub him more thoroughly in certain areas, Fox 10 reports. Oh, no. Court records said that one caregiver remembered five occasions... <laughs> when Manaka aggressively said his private parts were not cleaned enough, <laughs> according to CBS no. 5. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? After that third time, I think that's when yeah. you discipline him and take away his privileges. <laughs> uh, police said <laughs> the first of Manaka's three caregivers eventually tailed him to his real home uh -oh. one day following a session. Manaka had with another caregiver and then spoke to his parents at the home to learn that Manaka didn't need diapers and he didn't have Down syndrome. When all three caregivers challenged Manaka about the situation, he admitted to lying to them about his mental condition. Manaka was arrested September 6th at his home uh, for the incidents, and according to court records, one caregiver gave baths and changed diapers for Manaka 30 times at locations around Chandler and Gilbert, Arizona, though never at Manaka's home. 
Police said the three caregivers Manaka is accused of abusing all know each other and that each of them witnessed Manaka become excited as they gave him bass, ABC 15 reports. Man- so wait, this guy, he's he's pretending to have Down syndrome, but... Are they supposed to? Do they believe that he still lived by himself? I mean, they're they're taking. Well, his mom is like help. His quote unquote his mom, Amy. Yeah, Amy. Yes, was I guess maybe like saying, well, he's got he's in a halfway house. Or, this is just how I picture it in my mind. Yeah, but you know, and you need to that, pick him up and help him get back to you know wherever and get his bath and all that. Change his diapers. But that this is, is what this is a quote from Anaka said. I do have a low IQ level. Uh, (laughs) He's defending himself by saying, I am kind of dumb. My mom and dad both have paperwork to prove that and started to talk to my dad uh, about getting me some help and getting me a counselor. So uh, he says he fears for his safety as well as his family and friends because he did bring his family and friends around him. So, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. That was one of the caregivers who said that. And his bond was set at fifteen thousand, a little low, if you ask me. You know, <laughs> I mean, somebody's in the Tuscaloosa jail right now for selling weed with like a million dollar bond, but whatever. Okay, yeah, but that at least that guy, at least that drug dealer was potty trained, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But man, uh, maybe we should have put this a little later in the show. <laughs> number one. So I'm sorry if you're listening to this in the car with the kids on the way to school. Might have to retroactively tell everyone to stop. Uh, and turn it off until the kids get out of the car. But, you know, I would think, I don't know, like, I wouldn't just off of a text message if I was a caregiver. Yeah. Just, you know, I get some random text like, hey, my son Tiny needs help taking baths. <laughs> will you show up at his place at this time and we'll pay you whatever money? I just wouldn't be like, all right, you know, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Well, the thing that gets me is he's going to need a diaper change, but if he soils his diaper... Yeah. Oh, you got to punish him. That's right. You got to punish him bad. Yeah, right. Take away his privileges. But That's bizarre to me. He doesn't look like he has Down syndrome, you know? <laughs> right. From this picture, of course, good radio. I, <laughs> nobody can see that. But. I will say I do believe him when he tells us that his IQ is low. Yeah, no, he looks dumb. <laughs> he, do, you know? he, does, he does match the look of that. Yeah, he looks dumb, but he doesn't look like he has Down syndrome. <laughs> right. And, you know, like Down syndrome kids are the greatest. They're, like, so sweet and loving and everything. I feel sorry that he put them into this whole his whole ruse of – Getting people to give him bass, you know, yeah. aggressively telling them to wash his barts, his bits, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to give you some advice, okay? <laughs> you live in Arizona, all right? It's not that far to Nevada where prostitution is legal. Just go pay people there, you know? You can't tell him that. Sure. Sure I can. <laughs> Don't dupe an innocent caregiver into it, you know? Yeah. There are people, according to what I've seen on episodes of Cops, who are willing to do things for money, and all you got to do is pay them money, you know? That's what you need to do, you know? Yes. Just just pay a hooker like everybody else. Well, well, well can, can can you get one of those people to change a soiled diaper? I imagine for the right price you could. I, mean, I suppose they do the worst. They do all kind of stuff, I guess. <laughs> I've seen a few HBO specials before. You know, I mean, it's not the most glamorous lifestyle. I may have to cut this one out and stick it towards the end of <laughs> yeah, the show. Yeah, we probably need to rearrange where this one is <laughs> okay. in the lineup. It came in hot on uh, this one. <laughs> no. 
what a power move to be like, you got to watch this again, you know? Like, <laughs> and it, well, if you're the nurse, are you just like, I'm pretty sure that's clean. Yeah, right. That's what you do. <laughs> you hey, hey, buddy, I'm pretty sure you're clean down there, okay? <laughs> yes. We passed a rag over that. You're okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take away your TV if you keep it up. <laughs> we'll put you in the timeout. <laughs> Weird. This is what the, this, the internet calls this, by the way. <coughs> I just want to say that again. The internet has allowed weird people to get together and get all kinds of weird ideas together. <laughs> yeah. And this this is blame the internet for this. So, Do we have any more stories? No, that was it. I'm done. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about our sponsor, Cajun Curl, which is a very fiscally sound company. <laughs> a very... Very good financial practices. <laughs> yes. uh, we they have a five-year plan. That's right. They have a five-year, ten-year plan. <laughs> you know, they have goals they're trying to reach, and they're nothing like me. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, a world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for all their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order their spice and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Linden Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Their spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use and it's easy to clean and allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. Uh, on their website, uh, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you will also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate their nearest retailer or your nearest retailer, or order your own directly from the website. And if your grocer doesn't carry it, ask, ask them, them to start stocking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now here locally, it's at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard. And it's at South Finest Meat. And Brandon texted me the other day Uh-oh. and told me, oh, yeah, big announcement, big announcement that it's on the Northport side of the river now at Piggly Wiggly. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves the pig. Go to Piggly Wiggly. If you live in Northport, you know, that's the place to go for your all your grocery needs. Mm-hmm. So uh, go check out Piggly Wiggly. And they got it over here. On the, You ain't got to cross the bridge to get it if you live in Northport. So uh, check them out over at Piggly Wiggly in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, and uh, it's all natural. It's low salt. It has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Trademark Mark Tiny Sullivan. Trademark. (laughs) CajunCurl.com. Check them out today. Order you some. You'll love it. It'll change your life. We have one voicemail this week. Yes. Brilliant. Whoever it is. I don't know who you are, but I love you. Here it is. Good morning, boys. I'm a, I'm a calling in here because I'm, I'm fishing to listen to my Earth Oddity podcast for this week. But before I do, I've been meaning to call because. Oh man, <laughs> that sounded like that was going to be important. I really wanted to hear what he had to say. Oh, well, you know, that's pretty awesome, though. I love it. Yeah. Whoever you are, thank you, because it made me giggle when I listened to it. It's an Alabama phone number. Okay. All right. Probably some of our kin folks or something. I wonder if they're available. I don't know. (laughs) Are you calling them? (laughs) I'm going to call them back. 
Okay, I can message them. I can. I'll call I'm a little them. nervous. Here we go. You ready? Oh, here it comes. Kind of Your call has been forwarded oh. to an automatic voice message system. Let's leave a message. Is not available. I'll have to bump that. Tone, please record your message. <laughs> yeah, probably so. If you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, this is John and Tiny from the Earth Oddity uh, podcast, and we were just listening to your voicemail, and it sounded like it was going to be so important, and we were so <laughs> bummed. Somehow, yep. the uh, I'm sure you didn't hang up on us. No. I know that somehow no. the call must have been dropped. Right. But, uh, man, we would really love to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, we just wanted to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Just say, hey, really, I don't even know who you are, but I wanted to be your friend. So Yeah. So thanks for calling in. So give us a call back. Call us back sometime. Yeah. I mean, we're about to be off the air right now, so don't call us back. We're about to wrap this thing up. <laughs> we got we got stuff to do, but, I mean, <laughs> you can call back and leave us another message. All right. Have a good day. Well, so, bummer. Well, who knows if you call That us. would have been really awesome yeah. if that would have actually gone through, though. It would have. <laughs> it would have. It was like somebody's like really mad, like interrupted them doing something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or if they're sitting in church, we just made their phone go off. Well, most churches start at 530, don't they? Yeah. yeah. That's when ours starts. I just assume every yeah. single <laughs> other church in sure. the South starts at the same time. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Some of those people have church early, though, you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for downloading us no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcast, <laughs> Google Podcast, Podcast Republic, Spotify. Overcast, Acast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Spotify, and Spotify. Yeah. We thank you so much. Thank you. If you want to email the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Mm-hmm. You can tweet at us. We are at underscore earthoddity. Exact same Instagram handle. Yeah. And we have a phone number. If you want to call us on our phone number, what's that? It's 662-493-2059. What is that number again? 662-493-2059. And we thank you so much. We hope everybody out there has a wonderful week. Yeah. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love you guys. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.